Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Worman. We'll continue our discussion today about the uh, spring training for Major League Baseball. Uh, talk a little bit more about the NFL and free agent signings and player moves um, in the offseason. And then uh, we'll finish up today with our intro to the NCAA March Madness tournament with some picks. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll start uh, where we've been starting the last several weeks with a question about the Royals in spring training. Uh, Royals continue to win now 14 and four, although they did drop both games of a split squad um, matchups today. Um, 14 and four, though, Mike, does it matter? I wish it did. Um, Maybe it does. Hopefully today's double double loss doesn't matter. They were split squad. Actually, I think three of their four losses have been split squad losses. So they're very difficult to beat if all the Royals are together. Um, you can also say this is a split squad loss with a lot of uh, missing players for the from the World Baseball Classic. Though I guess maybe the other teams are probably missing players as well. So it's maybe not a unique disadvantage for the Royals, even though um, maybe we'll talk about it a little later. Some of the Royals are doing pretty well in, in, the, in the WBC. Uh, as well um but yeah i think it's it's not a negative that they're doing well so that's yeah. i think i think that's something like if they were even you know maybe you could say if they were four and 14 that wouldn't be that bad either but it's it looks worse and i think at least if you it seems like you're competitive in most of your games and like yeah. working, are hitting and pitching fairly well which i guess probably um, a fourteen to four record should indicate that that they're hitting slightly, either hitting better and or pitching better than their opponents usually. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a sign of of for optimism, maybe a weak sign for optimism, but I think it's you know maybe I'm maybe I could be ten percent more optimistic about the season than I than I was before. Yeah. So like I maybe I had said they might win. I don't know. I was hoping they would finish around five hundred, but I was thinking probably they'd win seventy games right maybe and so if i'm 10 percent more optimistic maybe i think they're going to win 77 games yeah. if i'm ten, or if, you, yeah. if it's by that if it's by that um so that's not crazy to think that that's a possibility that's not... so 77 85 that's better than 70 92 yeah so, uh, yeah i'd be happy with it i i really just wanted to kind of threaten uh, uh a 500 record so if yeah. they do that it'll be a good season and even like as we talked about last week even if they don't, like the season matters very little in the great scheme of right. things. Um, what do you what do you think? Well, yeah, no, I normally you kind of discount spring training wins, but I've been looking through some of the stats from what they've been doing in spring training compared to the rest of the league, and it's kind of hard to argue with them having like you know they're fourteen and four because they are playing very well. It's not like they're left their starters in so long compared to like. You know, their opponents where, um, you know, that the stats might get skewed that way, too. So I'm, I'm really interested in seeing, like, how they how they if they keep this up anywhere remotely close to what they're doing now. You ready for some a few like spring training stats? From where they yeah. Are? Yeah. Do you think this is you think, oh, before you start? The stats, do you think this is a result of Matt Petrero's um, leadership? I don't know. It's hard it's hard to understand or the new pitching coach yeah. or the new like bench how coaches. This, how they how they've made this big of a change this fast. 
but it seems to be at all levels though right so i mean it's this is like even like their you know second third four string type guys are seemingly hitting and and yeah. you know, making a case for, for being on the roster the rays magic i guess yeah maybe i, I only recently it, learned it may be that maybe yeah just that that like the play like the players know they have a shot to get to the major league so maybe they're mentally more prepared for the possibility of actually seeing that dream become a reality or what but it's um yeah the numbers are pretty dramatic though what they've done so far in the spring as a team yeah i i only recently learned it was pronounced quatraro not quatraro oh really uh, the rose manager because i've been, yeah i haven't been local so and i haven't heard anybody talking about it on the radio or anything uh but yeah it, I, it's quatraro Potrero, okay. All right, let's remember that. Even though it looks like Potraro. Yeah. Or or probably would be in a I guess that would be sort of Italian looking. Uh um, that's what I was instead of uh it's yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, it's um yeah, according to the Royals Media Guide, it yeah. is Potrero. Um and I'm, I'm looking through right now to see if there are any uh, other players. Oh, looking looking for stats. I'm looking for if there are any uh, uh, other players that are pronounced in a way that uh, look strange to me. Uh. It's like most of them are just like traditional Spanish or. Um, uh yeah yeah okay <laughs> so so here's how the royal's been doing except yeah except jeffrey del rosario his name is pronounced jeffrey <laughs> even though it starts even though it says like jeffrey so i assume that means it's pronounced jeffrey even though it's y-e-f-r-i really if, yeah interesting um, so that's that's the that's the one surprise. <laughs> now, br- br- now, 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 bring bring me your statistics, and I will comment. So far in spring, spring training, eighteen games, Royals team OPS nine twenty four, seventy points higher than the next best team in spring training. Wow, is that including uh, Florida teams as well? Yes, all thirty baseball teams. I guess you think Arizona, maybe it's uh the the drier air, the maybe higher mm-hmm. altitude some places. Okay, so you can think that. What about just batting average? Yeah, not um, not just including home runs. Royals are three eleven team batting average, twelve points higher than the next highest team. Oh wow! Uh, who is also in the uh? Is our um uh, training mate? In uh, in Ooh, Arizona, the Ranger. So it must be something in the surprise water, possibly. But the the third highest team is uh, Blue Jays, and they're in in uh, in Florida though. So the old Grapefruit they play, League. They play in Tampa area, I believe. Uh, but uh, so the Royals are first in batting average. They're um, third in stolen bases. For power and uh, they, they uh, lead for speed, spring training teams in runs and RBIs. They are third in doubles by only one run, one double back. 
lead they lead the spring training teams uh in triples. That's not surprising. The Royals always hit a lot of triples. Some of them might be park driven, but I think the Royals have have long wanted players that could hit a lot of triples. Yeah, they have always valued kind of speed and quality of base running, too. Mm. Um, but Maybe. also seem to have some uh, power this year. They are third in spring training for home runs, and uh, and they've hit. 10 more home runs than their opponents have hit against them. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah it's not 20, 29 home runs for the world, 19 home runs allowed by the pitching staff. How is their pitching staff overall com- compared to their peers in the uh, spring training? Are they are they as dominant as the hitters, or is it does it seem like it's mainly a hitting driven? So like they're um, pretty balanced. Um, they're seventh in the league in ERA. Okay. Um, which Recently, they have not been good at all. It's out of thirty. It's out, it's out, it's out of thirty teams, too, right? Not a not just in the not just in the not just in the. Um, it's a good question. And I guess you could say, well, maybe that's also maybe they would be higher even if they were not playing in Arizona and they're playing in um, the Grapefruit League. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, their ERA may be lower if they were playing there, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They, they might be higher ranked. I, I, I was yes. thinking. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. But they're um only um eight. They're eighth fewest walks allowed, which is very rare for a Royals team to be. Yeah. Um, you know, able able to avoid the walks. Avoid walks. Yeah. But the strikeouts, I'm sure, is not is not terribly high. They are also eighth. In well, they are eighth in strike. That's so they're actually very... striking out players at a higher rate than they do. They have been in the regular season by quite a bit, I think, even too. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So, and then their um, low walk rate has helped um, bring their, you know, their whip is um, fifth in spring training. So they, it seems like they're pretty uh, well balanced. Um, you know, top top tier offense, top to middle tier, at, you know, with pitching. Um, and pitching. So. I mean, that gives me more hope than just the training spring training record by itself, at least anyway. That's... So you so you, you are talking yourself into uh their spring training uh performances as meaning something. Yeah, but maybe not just based on record only though, but yes. I think I think it may mean more than I have, you know, had it allowed it to mean in previous seasons. Cause it seemed as though a lot of times the Royals as a team tried to go out and win spring training games because they knew they weren't going to be winning games in the regular season. Sometimes using like, you know, their closer, their actual closer, like in closer roles against minor league hitters just to make sure the team got the win. It doesn't seem like they're doing that so much in this, you know, this spring, at least anyway. So it doesn't seem like they're just trying to win games. It seems like they're just, they are winning games, but because they're performing well as a an entire unit so i think maybe it actually means more than we typically wait spring training yeah are you 10 percent more optimistic like i am or are you higher lower yeah i think possibly i am i think maybe yeah maybe they still still conservatively this is the estimate from the beginning of the year anyway uh 
Yeah, maybe they are nearly a 500 team, which would be nice. Yeah, it's been a few years, but it seems like World Series was only yesterday to me. Yeah, um, but fifteen World Series. Yeah, either yeah, twenty fifteen or just the uh, most the recent 80, World the eighty five World Series. Yeah, the Royals, uh, the Royals yeah. World Series victory seems pretty recent. As does their um, really ru- the run of success from uh, those that those two years, and even the year or two surrounding those two years, they were still competitive. Um, yeah. So that that seems that seems fairly recent. I guess it it maybe if I if the Chiefs had not come along and been so uh dominant it might have seemed like a longer wait yeah since um you know i we're less reliant on maybe as kansas city fans less reliant on the royal success perhaps than ever because the chiefs are, are by far better than they've ever been at least in our lifetime yeah and maybe you know even objectively just in, the, in their in their history since they've only they've only won three super bowls and they won two in the last uh four years you know, this is even better than the you know the AFL Len Dawson teams, and the, and they only and those teams only played against you know were there eight eight AFL teams, ten AFL teams, something like that. Oh God, yeah. uh, so it, it wasn't very hard to you know get to the Super Bowl uh, in that period. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, pleasantly optimistic for the Royals. Again, like like we said, it doesn't really matter what the Royals do this year. Yeah. Um, we saw, we had we had an announcement uh, that was recently recently that you had mentioned to me that, that one of we were surprised that one of the supposed sites that the, of the Royals' new stadium was going to be near our old high school, not downtown, but not downtown across the river from downtown, downtown in North Kansas City, Missouri, on the site of the NKC Pro Bowl, former former uh, second home of of uh, such luminaries as, as uh, uh, Bill Johnson and other uh, uh, great uh, bowlers of, of our recent past. Did you, ever, did you, ever, you were a bowler as a younger uh, person. Do you, still, was, do you still go bowling ever? I was there. I was at um, NKC Pro Bowl like every week for years for a yeah, youth league. Yeah. You like the NKC Pro Bowl better than... Uh, Either like the King Louie one uh, near closer to our house, or I remember you didn't like the Antioch lanes. You you, you yeah, thought so. they were too oily. I remember you said that at one point uh, when we were in like fifth grade or something. I'd stand by that. <laughs> and then there's the one is the Gladstone Bowl up in, on Seventy Second Street. Is that still operational? I don't know. I don't think any of those. I don't. I don't think any of those are open anymore. Um, Gladstone Bowl might actually be. If King Louie is now like a car dealership. Hmm. Um, NKC Pro Bowl became an AMF, and I believe it's just closed now. So, I think it's and now just... it's a potential site for a uh, new Royals Stadium. Yeah. So I guess that would be a good, that would be kind of a skyline view. Maybe it would sort of be a little bit yeah. like um, the Pittsburgh stadiums, where they aren't quite in downtown Pittsburgh. They're across the river, and they can see downtown Pittsburgh. Right. Although, um, if you've been to the Pittsburgh stadiums, they're actually closer to the river and closer to downtown Pittsburgh than the Kansas City ones. Uh, if, if that was the site of the Kansas City one. I, I, I don't see that happening uh, being in North Kansas City, especially once they said we're going to move downtown. I don't, know if yeah. moving to, I don't know if moving to North Town. Even the North Town's kind of become the Brooklyn of the area. <laughs> yeah. The hipsters and the, you know, the, you know, uh, pop-up uh, restaurants and, and uh, 
things like Brewery, that. But... Breweries, distilleries, mm. barbecue barbecue places. There's been kind of a big growth of yeah different places in that area. It's been yeah. Far cry from our our uh, uh, <laughs> days in North Kansas City, but yeah. I guess it's looking uh, it's on the, it's on its way up. We can't we can't uh, focus on uh, nostalgia uh, and you know yeah. uh, just the dives and uh, kind of uh, burnt out industrial district of <laughs> our childhood. <laughs> yeah, it's um so yeah the, the site's like just one of five that are left in the running i think there were like 14 that they had originally talked about um you know being the top contenders for the site of the royal stadium uh but it made the cut down to the final top five that's it's interesting at least i'm not sure that it's would it be able to handle the traffic well as it is now but the streets are the streets are very wide in yeah. North Kansas City for the amount of traffic because most people park on the they park because they have that um, kind of angled parking uh through much yeah. of uh North Kansas City and fourth and uh I-35 is close if they finish the 435 new fourth the new uh 430 not 430 uh 635 the little loop uh yeah. downtown is that is that finished yet or is it still kind of it's a it's open all the way yeah um, you know, maybe well, it's, it's the, the um, 169 bridge is what they're working on. 169 now. bridge, okay. Um, it's going to be closed for like another two years, I think. So, yeah. to I, I think if it's not downtown, it's going to be West Bottoms. Would be where I would. Yeah, is West Bottoms still in the, still in the running, or is it? I don't. They, so they didn't. They haven't announced any of the five sites. Somebody, I guess, asked the Royals about the North Kansas City site because North Kansas City said something about it. Hmm. And then the team confirmed that it is one of the five. Oh, okay. So that's I think that's the only um, site that anyone actually knows anything about technically officially um, was from that anyway. But I mean, I, I I mean there are multiple ways to approach that site from you know the from the south or from the north, and then east and west are there are highways that run alongside it from either direction too so like mm-hmm. you, you could possibly like maybe you'd probably have to do some work but and, you know burlington's a pretty big street yeah uh, and it's got you know br- it's got bridges that go there it's possible i think it might also in, like it might be a compromise between the people that were upset about it being exactly downtown yeah versus the people who just wanted to closer in so that that may be the site where they'd be able to have more space and they may be able to have more like tailgating possibility or if it's downtown it's unlikely that they would have enough surface parking to you know use as a tailgating lots yeah they have to use like garages and stuff and that's, that's not the most pleasant for yeah it kind of kill that concept of being able to tailgate at games I mean, yeah i guess, I guess it's not as important at royals games as it is at Chiefs games anyway, but still, there's the idea of it. There are some that do that still, and there are a lot more that tailgate. Um, you know, when there are a lot of fans there, at least anyway. But yeah, so not sure what will happen to that like whole culture if uh, if they do, you know, build a downtown stadium. So. It does seem like that's where they're going, though, right? Is there is there any possibility that they're going to stay at, at Kaufman? It doesn't seem like that. I think 
the Chiefs are probably going to want a stadium too, and I I think it makes sense if the Royals leave, they could do the construction where the old Royal Stadium would be for a new Chiefs stadium without having to like interrupt play or you know worry about that. And um, yeah, to build on the storied legacy of G E H A Field. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess it won't even be GEHA field at Arrowhead anymore. It'd be GEHA field next to. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully that's what they call it. I hope they call it. I I would hope it actually returns to New New Arrowhead Stadium. And then, then, um, yeah, and and do away with GEHA. But since they're winning the Super Bowl, do they need this, you know, whatever $5 million a year that GEHA is paying? to you know to the stadium when i'm sure they're they're increasing that kind of revenue with exposure worldwide by winning super bowl uh multiple yeah. super bowls and having the most recognizable uh, now nfl player on their team now that now that tom brady is retired yeah and and another player that hosts saturday night live sometimes yeah travis kelsey hosts the saturday night live um before we get to the football do we want do we want to mention the world baseball classic are you um? Do you, are you following it? Have you watched little, any games? I've watched a little bit, but not too much, though. My my question for you, though, is: Do you like five way ties in divisions? I do. It's uh, it's like this kind of uh, five star uh, tiebreaker that they have to have to. I don't. How did they break it? Was it uh, total <laughs> no, runs? Sure. Runs like a run differential, maybe sort of World Cup style. Maybe um, home runs. Know. He runs aloud. Yeah. So yeah, the the, the bracket, one of the brackets, um, Italy and um, what was the other team that advanced out of that? Cuba advanced out of the two 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 uh, bracket. So um, there's still one bracket left to, left to be decided. The other six of the or um, two brackets left to be decided. Four of the semifinal spots have been picked. The United States is in the catbird seat for one of the other ones. Uh, I think they only have to. They only if they beat um, Colombia, or even if they lose, I think there's still a possibility that they can make Possible, it. Possible, yeah. Um, but w- the I think if one Cuba division loses, then they would still they could yeah. still be done. Yeah, one division is a little tougher though uh, to predict, uh, and based on our early betting for the World Baseball Classic Championships, it'll be extremely decisive since we each picked two teams. One team that was very short odds. One team that was mid mid odds. I would guess we'd say uh, yeah. to win. Um, and uh, in that bracket, Venezuela has already been has already advanced. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Miami bracket, and yes, uh, we have Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. Only one of those teams will advance. I pick Puerto Rico. You pick the Dominican. And if only you know Cuba, your other team has made it. My uh, other team, I guess, in the United States is still a likely possibility. So I guess it's possible that both of your teams will be in it and both of mine will be out. Possible. Uh, it's also possible that I will have two and you will have one, or we'll both, or uh, you will have uh, two and I will have one uh, left in the final four or final eight. Um, so exciting times uh, here at the Morning Trick Power Hour. Are you still confident in your Dominican Republic pick? It, and they actually play each other for the final spot tomorrow night, which would be Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, or is that does that mean is there enough interest in that for you to for you to watch that game tomorrow night? 
because it's you versus me. What uh, channel would it be? Uh, it's on uh, one of the Fox Sports, I think. Fox Sports. So maybe I have that as an app. I could watch it. I had Fox Sports as a super for my Super Bowl uh, watching, since I don't have uh, cable right now. So. Yeah, I th- I think I'll I think I'll I'll tune in. I have I ha- I do have ESPN Plus. I also have Paramount Plus since I got those for watching football. Um, and I have I've been too lazy to uh unsubscribe while football season's not in session. Uh, so it's cost they're all they're costing me you know twenty bucks a month all all told. NBC is the same way. I have the yeah. I have Peacock uh, as well. But um, yeah, so I can watch all the March Madness. Games, which we'll talk about later. But do we want, do we want before we do that? Do we uh, do we want to move on to football? Sure. We, we kind of mentioned the Chiefs a bit. Uh, there is some big Chiefs news. We talked about Orlando Brown being released or allowed to kind of pursue free agency, as uh, was um, Frank Clark. Uh, it seems like perhaps the Chiefs maybe this week have signed both of their replacements. Um, we got a a tackle from Jacksonville, Jawan Taylor, who was historically a right tackle in Jacksonville, who, who is possible may switch over to the right side, especially since may switch up, maybe either play right side or switch over to the left side, especially if it's up in the air now because we don't know where Brown's going. And Andrew Wiley has already gone to the commanders, like a lot of his uh, Chiefs compatriots have gone to Eric the enemy's team. Mm. And we also uh, picked up Charles Amenahue, uh, Amenahue of of the 49ers, a youngish defensive end <laughs> on a very talented team. And perhaps he is the new uh, Frank Clark. What do you think of those signings? Do you think Chiefs are done in their big free agency splashes? Or is there still more to come? Yeah, they seem, I guess, relatively reasonably priced compared to who they're replacing but they are still pretty pricey though um i think a man he was four and a half million for three wait no no it was um i'm sorry two year for 20 million so 10 million he had four and a half sacks last year so he's yeah signing, uh he's uh he had six if you include the playoffs he had six and a half sacks yeah but you know that's playing on a line that has a lot of good players on it he probably had to rotate and according to uh, Arrowhead Pride, um, only five NFL players had a higher pass rush win percentage than Omenihue. Those were Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, Zadarius Smith, and Trey Hendrickson, who were all very, very, very good players, uh, all pro-level players, most of them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so number six was Omenihue. Uh, and he was... Um, yeah, so he's so maybe he is an up and comer who doesn't have the sack numbers yet, but perhaps has. Yeah. Uh, some of, so ten million. But I guess technically then, Frank Clark didn't have a whole lot of sacks for the team in the regular season, although he certainly showed up uh, for the playoff games always. That was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was. His, his, yeah, his, third, uh, I think third all time postseason sacks. I think so. And you know it's possible. I would I would say I wouldn't rule it out that maybe Clark would be back on a cheaper deal, depending on what he sees in free agency. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going to get a huge contract, and if he can get similar ish to what what you know the, the Chiefs maybe they offer, you know only a million or two less a season than his highest 
scheme, especially that team's Texans or, or, or somebody like that, perhaps he would sure. come back. I don't know. Um, I, and they sell the draft too, so they may, yeah. they may be looking at other players um, at the same positions even to you know, they to do need more defensive line help. I think a lot of their guys might be gone. They've mm-hmm. also resigned to Krishan Wharton, who's been injured most of last year. I don't. Um, it also seems like the Chiefs, if Brown doesn't come back, the Chiefs are going to need another tackle, whether it's left or right. So that could come from the mm-hmm. draft. That could come from free agency. Um, they probably want wide receiver help. They probably want what else? More, I guess. Elon, we mentioned, and just kind of placements or backups at pretty much yeah every other position it's it's they don't have a lot of needs really you might say i've heard i've I've heard rumors that um for free agents um that adam thielen maybe released was released by the vikings maybe a target that might be a good replacement for somebody like juju if he goes elsewhere um yeah, I, I heard recently they talked about uh, Lazard as a possibility, a uh, wide receiver, but sounds like he's headed to uh, the Jets. Yeah, he was signed by the Jets, who really, really, really want Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. I think that Daniel Hackett as an offensive coordinator. That's why they got Aaron Lazard, probably. Uh, Lazard got a four-year, $44 million deal, 22 guarantees, $11 million a year. Um, which isn't which is a decent price, but it seems like uh, if unless you're a really, really elite receiver, you're not going to earn um, a ton. Mm. It, it's one of those things where, you know, basically with all this money being sunk into quarterbacks now, uh, it's kind of maybe rel- lowered, at least relatively, uh, some of the other positions. Yeah. On the field. Unless you, maybe, a, maybe a tackle, maybe a defensive and very high end wide receiver. Um, uh, other offensive linemen, I think uh, a guard for. The uh, is it Lindstrom? Uh, is that his name? Lind, uh, for uh, Atlanta, uh, he signed uh, uh, for five years, one hundred and five million dollars, which was actually uh, um, uh, higher. Chris Lindstrom, yeah, uh, actually higher than uh, Joan Taylor, who's going to be a tackle. Usually, guards interior linemen get less than linemen, but he's hmm. going to make twenty-one million, and and I guess uh, Joan Taylor is going to make. About twenty million per year, which is about what maybe that that Brown would have been offered had it been a um, franchise tag. And I guess I guess that means probably Brown wanted I don't know twenty three twenty five, yeah, something like that. I don't you can. It's hard to say if, in if that area with the with the uh with the franchise tag. I guess right it would have been yeah somewhere around there. So. Yeah, this their uh, replacement is is cheaper than that, but uh, we don't quite know what his performance is going to be until he gets here, right? So, and we don't, yeah, like you said, we don't even know if he's actually Brown's replacement or, or Andrew uh, Wiley's replacement on the right side because he's, right. he's largely just played right tackle. But that's also what Brown when the, when the Raven when we got Brown from the Ravens, he was mostly a right tackle as well, but wanted to play left, so it's hard to. Say what 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 they're going to do with them. Maybe um, there are, there have been some other big big names in the last week that have signed uh, deals. Maybe uh, one of the biggest is the signing of Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders. What do you think of that uh, signing? 
is that is that an upgrade over Derek Carr? Is it a lateral move? It's probably not an upgrade. It's probably it's probably not great for him either. I don't necessarily think, but because I don't know that the Raiders fans are going to be happy with uh, more of a game manager type quarterback. I think they like the sort of big play potential from Carr, but didn't like the you know results a lot of the times, right? So yeah, he, he I think he had been trying to shed his image as game manager and was throwing it deeper. But I think last year he had I think he had more interceptions than he had ever had in his. Career, so yeah, it's um, and backup quarterback Jared, Jared, uh, Jared Stidham left, and he he became a Denver Bronco. So for very pretty high backup salary, eight or ten million dollars a year, I think, yeah. um, if I remember correctly. Uh, but is there pop? So we have um, is is I, I, Stidham, I didn't I didn't know that Stidham had left. I didn't. Yeah, Stidham signed two. Oh, it was two year, ten million dollars. So it was only five. Yeah, still uh, a decent salary for backup. Is there a possibility that Stidham becomes the Broncos starter if Russell Wilson continues to fade? I think it. I think it would take an injury to bench Russell Wilson. I. I would. Even if he's like completely terrible, I can't imagine that they would actually make the move to. Anybody else? As much money as they're paying him, and as many draft picks as they gave up for Wilson, it's probably his job unless he's like seriously injured. Is that what you think? I think so, but it's nice to think about. I just <laughs> I don't really like Russell. It's like Wilson. the concept of of Denver. Yeah, his personality. Like, yeah, I, I, I or, or just him personally. I, Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson personally. I I kind of just given all the stuff that's come out recently about him trying to get his coaches fired and having like his own like little entourage that follows him around in his own office yeah. and parking space and things like that where he's like thinks of himself as this kind of celebrity you know he's like a Kardashian type or something like that yeah. on, on the football team which um yeah I don't really care for it's a little yeah it's a little bit here what Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers I think has had more success than than Wilson has so maybe he deserves it a little bit more uh, than Wilson does, but I, I am so they, I'm not a fan of of Russell Wilson. I'm actually less of a Russell Wilson fan than I am a Broncos fan. I, I don't really like the Broncos, but I don't. Unlike you, I don't really have anything against the Broncos because it's just mm. the location. You know, if I were from Denver, I would probably be a Broncos fan. So would you, even though you really uh, uh, detest the Broncos. It's 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 all an accident of geography. Uh, the teams that we support, but. I think of the teams that I like the least, the Cowboys are probably up there, maybe as number one. Yeah. But it's still, it's still a a fairly. Is that because of the the team itself, or because of like the marketing around them being America's team that you you rebel against? More that it's more that marketing. I think yeah. maybe the team. It's well, I think the Jerry Jones himself maybe has as part of that, but it's always kind of been that way for some reason since they because they were i guess they were popular in the 70s and then they parlayed it onward and they had a good little decent run in the in the a very good run, maybe more than a decent run a very good run in the 1990s but haven't done much since so it's it's a, it's a little bit of an uh unusual um and also i guess like the way that dallas uh has somehow engineered that they will play in the nfc east even though they are no nowhere near the East Coast, <laughs> simply because they want to play against the big media market teams, and 
because that's where they play. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But it just it's based on kind of historically kind of accidental geography when the NFL realigned or and or you know put put them in and then they, they were they end up changing it like they did with the other teams. Um, I think I think that Buccaneers at one point actually played the AFC West uh their first year and then yeah. they moved out and then that's when the Seahawks came or something like that. So it was, it was like it was a they've done that. They've had like these little odd um like they had the Atlanta Falcons for a while in the NFC West when the Cowboys were in the East. Uh, and you know, it was, it's, it's, it's just this strange kind of, uh, Dallas centricness, and I don't, I don't quite understand it. They have yeah. a lot of money, but, but the team is not very good and it hasn't been for a very long time. So that, I guess that, that would be, really, out, given, given the kind of outsized power they have among the league, uh, that would probably be my least favorite team. Well, do you have a least, is Denver your least favorite? Yeah, but that's just because of yeah, you know, rivalries with yes, the team of my region. Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't I guess I have rivalries with, with the other AFC West teams, but I don't dislike any of them. Yeah. I, I kind of feel bad for the Chargers. I um I like I enjoy the Raiders uh kind of shenanigans. Yeah. I think in some ways the Cowboys are just as bad as the Raiders, but the Cowboys don't ever really get that kind of mocking that in the same way that the Raiders, yeah, do. Well, the, the Raiders are kind of the the heels, right? Of the uh, like the from the pro wrestling world. Yeah, it's it's kind of that where they're sort of play the villain role, but they like enjoy being booed and stuff like that, right? That's it's yes. at least a little entertaining anyway. But I think I, I used to dislike them a lot more than I. Just like the Broncos, but they've been might be, I guess, because the Broncos have been better. Is that part of it? Yeah. Um, I definitely did not like um, Elway, though. I thought he was, he seemed very obnoxious all the time to me. (laughs) That's where my dislike of the Broncos came from initially. (laughs) Yeah, the Raiders have won four playoff games since the year 2000. Yeah, that's not impressive. How many? Games have left games have the Dallas Cowboys won since the year 2000. What is it just one or is it two? Also, four. Oh, they got, they got their fourth this year. Oh, okay. Um, the Raiders' last playoff, uh, last playoff win was in the, in, since the year 2000, it was actually in the year 2002. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they won they won four playoff games between 2000 and 2002 and so uh the cowboys just recently tied the raiders who have not had a playoff win in 20 seasons full seasons now and uh yeah. they still have as many playoff wins since the year 2000 as cowboys so i think that's saying something <laughs> about the success of those two teams but yeah it's a anyway uh another another signing not uh that, that was i thought a couple signings that were interesting we have uh, uh sam darnold that went to the 49ers do you think he has a chance at starting as the 49ers quarterback over trey lance or brock purdy he was a very 
perhaps a more heralded, highly touted draft pick, mm-hmm. even than Lance was. He had more success in college. He was probably, I think, generally agreed to be a more polished player coming out of college than Lance was for sure. Do you think? Do you think Darnold can uh, turn his career around in uh, in San Francisco? I don't know that he's going to get an opportunity to really play. I don't. I'd be surprised if he does. I saw recently too that um, Purdy did have um, his surgery, but didn't need the full Tommy John surgery. They just they were able to make like a brace, I guess, essentially to avoid doing the full like Tommy John version of that ACL repair. Um, so I think he's even expected to be back before regular season starts. So I would have to assume that Darnold would be third on the list as for the quarterback position but they you know went four deep last season so it's always you know it's it's one of those things i think they they need they need uh bodies to fill those spots does this change your mind so darnold was of course the number three overall pick in in, uh 2018 year after patrick mahomes he was lance was also the 20 was also the third overall pick i think in 20 20 i guess that would be to um darnold uh is actually only 25 years old okay which is i believe younger than stetson bennett uh coming out of the uh, draft the georgia quarterback uh yeah. or at least and um he was so i believe already has his aarp card <laughs> he was four and two in his last six games as a starter for the carolina panthers Seven touchdowns, three interceptions in those games. That's a stat line worthy of Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones got signed for uh, $40 million. I, I think, I, I don't know if I'd rather have Sam, Sam Darnold than Daniel Jones, but Darnold was a more highly touted prospect than I think Jones was, even though Jones was kind of a draft day darling. Um, yeah. Do you think that, uh, I, I, does, does that convince you at all that Darnold has a chance to win? The starting job, I, at least be the week one starter if uh, Purdy is still. If Purdy's hurt and Lance plays awful in in the preseason, that's that's like about the only scenario I can think of that that he would end up there. Unless there's a trade that we don't know what's you know, that's going to happen here in the in the next couple of weeks. Do you do you think he has a chance to be the starter? I do. I think. I think. Uh, I actually think he's probably the best quarterback on the 49ers roster. <laughs> I think. Sure. I think. I think he's because uh, I think it's San Francisco has shown you only need kind of a average quarterback at best. Yeah. I think Purdy is is an average quarterback, NFL quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he's probably proven that he could be. Uh, I think Lance. I don't know. Lance could be a a great player, but he's as likely going to be a, a huge bust, and. I think Darnold has a lot of the upside that Lance has still, but his we've already kind of seen his downside, and that's like yeah below average starter. So I I right. and I don't even know if Lance is a below average starter on his downsides. So it's it's one of those things. So I guess he has a he has a higher ceiling to me than uh, Brock Purdy does, and maybe the same floor. As Purdy, from what we've seen, 
So are you penciling it in? Darnold's the starter opening day. Yeah, I'll pencil it in. Pencil it in. <laughs> I think. Um, or, or are you, you going to go ahead and uh, switch to pen? <laughs> I'm not gonna switch. I'm not gonna put it on pen. I, I, I think. I think there would be a little bit of a riot if, um, in San Francisco, if Purdy was healthy, and they decided to bring Sam Darnold and put him in as the starter. Yeah. So I think, barring, uh, Purdy's being ready to start, I think Darnold has a very good. I and, and so I, I would say Purdy. I would guess Purdy's probably only a. 25% likely to be ready by the start of the season. I don't because know. Of potential, because of the injury still? Because of the injury and because yeah. he got a surgery pretty late. And so I, and I think they probably want to bring him back slow. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I In that 49ers offense, you don't want like a, you don't necessarily, like, I think you don't necessarily need a dynamic playmaker who Lance is trying to be. I think if he just can be a Game manager type. Game manager, and maybe that's what Darnold is. And maybe I don't know. And I'm talking myself into it simply just because I want to be a contrarian. I was curious and just managed to look it up. Uh, the uh, 49ers depth chart on ESPN, they do have Darnold as third. It's third. <laughs> does that, does that, uh, are you reaching for your eraser? No, I still have it. I penciled in opening day, first game, starter, Sam Darnold, San Francisco. <laughs> I was reading a uh, – I just looked up Sam Darnold, starter, 49ers. Uh, the Draft Network uh, says that perhaps he could be uh, the uh, the starter. Yeah, I mean, there are scenarios where, and that's why he signed with San Francisco over other teams because he probably would have been a, um, a more penciled, a more penned, maybe uh, in inked in backup. Yeah, uh, for another team than 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 this team. But I, I mean, chances are he will get a chance to play at some level during the season because we know that San Francisco's quarterbacks are injury prone now, right? Is that Seems yeah. to be the case. Is that? I wonder. Is that? I don't know if we talked about this before. Maybe we did. Is that a product of Shanahan's offense? Because it seems like the Forty ers are often injured at quarterback, and you can't quite say. Well, it's just because he has a lot of injury prone players. But like Jimmy G's been hurt a lot. Um, now, kind of Lance uh, season-ending injury. Purdy had a season-ending injury. Um, you know, it's. It's, it's it's either really kind of bad luck or maybe it's a maybe it's a pattern of I don't know blocking schemes or something that they don't protect quarterback maybe. as much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something to keep an eye on, maybe. Well, to, well, I think we'll have to see what what happens um, this coming season too. I really tell if it is something to do with the the play calling and stuff like that too. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember them being that injured in previous seasons. Do you... there was one of the years that uh, maybe five years ago, um, twenty eighteen. Uh, uh, they had. That's when they traded for, uh, Jimmy G, and in twenty eighteen, 
that was the so okay so um this goes back it looks like to kaepernick so when they switched from alex smith uh in 2012 during the super bowl season to kaepernick um, that wasn't because of that was because I was because of injury to Alex Smith. That, this was long before Shanahan got there. It was injury to Alex Smith, uh, sort of. But then Alex Smith came back, and then Kaepernick, Kaepernick kept his job. Kaepernick was healthy the next uh, two seasons after that. But in 2015, Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbert began uh, sharing the starts, probably because Kaepernick, I think, because Kaepernick got hurt. So 2015. Yeah. 2015, Kaepernick has eight starts. Gabbert has eight starts. 2016, Kaepernick has 11 starts. Gabbert has five starts. 2017, Brian Hoyer has six starts. C.J. Beathard has five starts. And then that's when they traded for Garoppolo. Garoppolo finished the year with five starts. So they had three starting quarterbacks that year. Hmm. That might be ineffective as much as injury. But the next year... I think some of that was performance-based. But the next year, it was... Uh, Garoppolo got hurt and he played three games. Nick Mullins played five. Beathard played. Uh, Beathard played five. Mullins played eight. 2019, we have Garoppolo playing all 16 games. Yeah. So that was a healthy. That was also when they went to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Um, that was when they went to the Super Bowl. In 2020, Mullins started eight. Garoppolo six. Beathard two. 2021, Garoppolo 15 to Lance's two. I think that was mainly because they wanted to see what Lance. Mm-hmm. And this past season, Garoppolo 10, Purdy 5, Lance 2 uh, because of injuries. And we also saw Josh Johnson in the playoff game. Seems like they've had a lot of, even though Garoppolo has been like the main starter, there's been like, since he's been in town, you threw out that first season, uh, there have been 13. 23, 25, uh, 32 games over uh, five or six, five years that he hasn't started. So um, I don't know. It's a lot of, and, and it's not like they've only had two quarterbacks. They've had three a lot of those times. So it yeah. seems like there's a lot of uh, injury. Maybe it's San, maybe something in the water in San Francisco or something. It's, or, or in Santa Clara, wherever they play now. Uh, is that it's a place that's, I don't think I don't know if other teams have had that. Um, at least other good teams have had such yeah. kind of star-crossed quarterbacks. It's, yeah, I'm trying to. I don't. I can't really think of anybody that had that's had that much rotation. Yeah. Yeah, like if you think of teams that have, it's like the Browns or the Texans. Yeah. The other teams that are much much worse. <laughs> yeah, or the, even like the Broncos. Maybe the last uh, few seasons have had stuff like that but it's the saints you know you could maybe say as well yeah those teams have struggled a lot more than you know the jets giants that sort of you know that that caliber of of of, of team um you know it's 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 a but not not super bowl contending teams no yeah Yeah. Um, any other NFL news we want to talk about, or should we get on to our basketball? I think uh, we also have Andy Dalton into Carolina, I guess, to replace. Yeah. Um, we, did we talk about the draft? We talk about Carolina's uh, move, moving up in the draft. Did we we didn't talk that? about that. We should. We should. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, the number one overall pick was uh, possessed at during 
the offseason mostly by the Chicago Bears, but uh, they have their, their starting quarterback, it seems, in Justin Fields. So they traded uh, for the 40, for the uh, for the ninth pick overall uh, to the Panthers, and they got a bunch of other picks in return. Um, two firsts, two seconds. And then also uh, and... DJ, DJ Moore, yeah. right, uh, okay. as well wide receiver. So do you think the Bears made – a good move in trading you think the panthers made a good move in, in trading up what do you what do you uh, how do you assess this it seems really bright from the uh from the bears perspective to have made the trade i think it yeah it should shore up their faith seemingly in in justin fields and and they actually got him a receiver to to throw to too i heard the stat i guess this week that uh dj moore has more receiving yards already than anyone in the bears organization has had in their career Hmm. from the wide receiver position. That seems pretty amazing to me. They have been a run run and defense oriented team for more or less their entire franchise existence. But uh, it just seems impressive that they would have not had a wide receiver with significant yardage in a career. Yeah, so well, they had Allen Robinson for a few years recently. He was the Jaguar, and then like kind of was that well. He went to the Rams. You know, he had a pretty good season with them, but he's kind of fallen off. Yeah, they haven't had probably since who was the last great Bears. Well, they've had some really good returners. Yeah, but they haven't really necessarily been great receivers, though. Like Hester. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David Hester was a yeah, but he was a little bit like a little bit like Dante. Uh, a little bit like Dante Hall. Uh, was they thought right. we could if, if we, you know, he's a great returner if we get him on the field more he can be even more valuable but he never quite made it. I'm looking right now at um the Bears' history. They have only um looks like seventeen seasons in their history where one of their receivers has over 1,000 yards. That's pretty crazy. So their last one, Allen Robinson 2020, Allen Robinson 2019, Alshon Jeffrey 2014, Alshon Jeffrey 2013, Brandon Marshall 2013, Brandon Marshall 2012, and you have to go all the way back to Marty Booker 2002, 2001 Marty Booker, 1999, Marcus Robinson. Not to be confused with Dumb Marcus Robinson. Yes, Curtis Conway. You might remember that name from 1996. It's been a while. Jeff Graham. I don't remember him at all. 1995. And <laughs> um, five Curtis Conway uh, again. And then you have to go back all the way to 1970. Dick Gordon. 1964. Johnny Morris. 1961. You might know this name. Like Dick. Uh, 56. Harlan Hill. 54 Harlan Hill. So yeah, that's a so they've been that's in 70 seasons almost. They've had 17 1000 yard receivers and that's you know you know uh Chicago's cold but like it's not yeah. you know, Green Bay has the ball there. Yeah, Green Bay has had big big receivers and sure other cold weather teams have had pretty good ones. But yeah, it's it's a I guess it's a running town, and they like to run the football, and that's why they've not won anything for uh, almost forty years because 
can't win by running the football anymore. And I think, uh, mm. I think the playoffs, and I think we've proven that even those you know smart, you know, dumb teams still think, oh, it's defense and the running game that wins games, but no, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's you know, you, they, maybe defense can help, but it's on the offensive side, it's passing that wins the game, and then maybe you grind up the clock with the run at the end, but it's not. It's right. It's it's a it's a different ball game. So. Um, Plus, it's more exciting to have like the big play potential, and you just don't really get that potential with pure running game. But, uh, but yeah, I think you know the Bears have a lot of needs. It's not just that they need one position, and the number one draft pick overall doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get any help outside of that at that one position, and that one guy can get injured too. So you're at least giving yourself a better chance of, of, uh, you know, filling the needs that you have by expanding the roster of players yeah. get in that, in that opening. Uh, I think so. I think it's a good trade. Yeah. Draft. And, and, and cheaply then too, through the draft. So I, yeah, this seems like a really smart move for them with a chance to like rebuild the team, maybe take a year or two off of a rebuild basically more or less. Right. I mean, if you get the number one pick, you're pretty much considered, I guess. Rebuild. Yeah. And this is, this is going to be fields third year. I actually just looked up on a whim to see how many 1,000-yard receiving seasons the Panthers have had in their history. I think they've only been around since the mid-'90s. Yeah. They have 18 1,000-yard seasons. <laughs> One more than what the Bears have over 70, 70 years. years. So <laughs> in less than 30, they have uh, more. More. Yeah, DJ Moore has three of those 1,000-yard seasons, which I think would tie him for the most in Bears history yeah steve smith has uh the most in uh carolina history of course he had eight or so so yeah so yeah his so what is moore's do you have the stats there can you look at you know who the like the uh receiving leader is for the bears and how many yards Moore has for his career yeah, so so more uh his career he has 5752 yards in his career he had uh, 941 yards receiving last year. Oh, so just missed the thing. No, 888. No, it was 888. He had 941 total yards. He had a couple of 50, 60 yards rushing or something. Uh, 50, so he had, oh, 50, no, he's 5201 receiving yards, 5752 total yards. So 5201 uh, receiving yards. He has in his career, um, Looking up uh, Chicago Bears receiving stats, 2022. And um, in terms of receiving yards last year, Cole Komet was the leader with 544. Yikes. And I remember I had Cole Komet on my fantasy team. Yeah. One of my tight ends, kind of lower pick. I dropped him at some point because he was doing so terribly. And yeah. He ended up with 544. Uh, Darnell, of the wide receivers, Darnell Mooney, had 493. Second was Equinemius St. Brown with 323. So not many at all. So they have, I guess they have Chase Claypool now. He didn't really have a great start, but it's hard to kind of work your way in. Byron Pringle is there. He's, he was injured, but it was not very high up. Uh, was Claypool was a late addition too, wasn't he? Didn't he come yeah, over? Yeah, he got tra- a trade from um, Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil Harry, I don't remember him being on the 
uh, Bears. Uh, he was, I guess, injured or something or released. I'm not sure. A former high high round draft pick from the Patriots who never panned out. So yeah, I think I think having a established receiver in DJ Moore, even if he's, I don't think of him as one of the elite receivers, big, but um, that could help Fields. Although you could say, well, Fields was was good because he ran the football, not because he passed the football. It seems like he's going to have to throw it some just to save his own body and to kind of keep up with the rest of the league. Should we move from uh, the, the, the NFL uh, to uh, March Madness? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so oh, I, I just found the uh, the career of Bears receiving leader was just over five thousand yards, five thousand nine in his career. Career Ever? total for for anybody in the Bears organization, the most receiving yards for a career with the Bears fifty fifty nine. Is it Dicka? Johnny Morris. Oh, Johnny Morris, I remember him a little bit. I think he played in 1967. I don't remember. I remember the name. Uh, or actually, yeah. I remember. I'm thinking of a different Johnny Morris. He might have played. Looks like um, looks like Walter Payton was third. <laughs> Where's Dicka? I want to see where Dicka is. Well, this is not in order though. So Dicka was sixth in receiving receptions. Forty-five, forty-nine was the yardage though. So let's see. That'd be. Two, so three, four, five, maybe six, I guess. I, have, I see him on my fifth. Okay, this list is not sortable, so. Yeah, my, I have I have Johnny Morris, Harlan Hill, Alshon Jeffrey, Walter Payton, fourth, Mike Dick of fifth, according fifth, to Fifth, okay. And then Curtis Conway. So yeah. That's some um but i think that is really impressive that uh yeah that you know they just trade for a guy who would be their career yardage leader in receiving had he had those yards for the bears right yeah he's not in dj morse that old though is he no he's maybe 20 uh uh six or something i you could um Something like that. I was just thinking, you know, uh, probably the Chiefs have had almost as many tight end 1,000 yard seasons as yeah uh, Bears have had total 1,000 yard seasons. I think Kelsey is on, is that seven or eight now? Yeah, something like that. Gonzalez <laughs> probably had four or five. And, yeah. you know, maybe there's some other, uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's not quite as tight ends. I mean, um, yeah, I don't, it's a, um uh any yeah <laughs> how about um so we want to talk want to talk basketball sure sure brackets are all set brackets are set uh, we think we have we had the uh first four. Did they play tonight? Uh, tonight, no, tomorrow, I think. No, tomorrow, yeah. 
So by Thursday, when this airs, we will have um, sixty-four will be set. The sixty-four will be set. Uh, we have the first day results of the first four. So the first two games were played. Yeah, yeah so Pitt, Pitt beat Mississippi State. So Pitt becomes the 11 seed and will face Iowa State. And Texas A&M Corpus Christi beat Southeast Missouri State. Yes. What I was going to ask you this before before we get into like specifics in the bracket. What do you think about playing games for seeds other than 16? Is it strange to you to have a playing game at, at an 11 seed? It is, but I you understand, I understand why they did it because they wanted to, I think there were more conferences that were added or like they wanted more at large berths. And I think you have, I think if you're seated below 13, I think it used to be 13 as well, but I think you can be a at large team and get a 13 now. But yeah. it, used, it used to only be like the conference winner of some like very small, uh, not not terribly good conference uh, to get those really really low seats. So um, I guess they wanted not to exclude the little guys, but to include more of the better teams. And it's 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 a little strange. Why pick eleven? Why not pick twelve? Why not pick thirteen? Yeah. You know? um, it doesn't make much sense to me, really, but yeah, whatever. They wanted 68 teams for some reason because they got these two extra games, I guess, because the city of Dayton wanted extra games or something. And it's, yeah, yeah it doesn't make, it doesn't really make much sense. You know, I, I guess they would say, well, um, 128 teams is too many. Maybe 96 is also too many or something that they can have, give half the teams a buy or, or, or a, a number of teams. Too many teams would get buys that way, and you can't. I think also they wanted people to be able to make brackets still, and yeah, be able to. You don't fill those in when you fill in brackets. You don't. You don't. Yeah, nobody cares. Playing yeah. games. Yeah. Maybe some. Maybe some pools do, but uh, most of the ones because you don't have time. You don't have time to think about it. You don't have time to. Yeah. Uh, do it also. It's. Yeah, it's it's silly, but I guess, I guess it's it doesn't hurt anything, and usually those teams are not going to win anyway, so. Maybe yeah. they'll win one game, but uh, yeah. Do you like to play in games? I mean, not really. I mean, I don't usually watch them. I don't. Yeah, I don't even end up watching those games. I don't know when the last time I watched a play-in game was. It was. It's been years. I I sometimes will take time off to watch the first some of the a lot of the first day or two of the tournament if I'm not doing a whole lot. Yeah. And I uh, haven't watched quite as much as I used. I used to watch. I used bring a TV into the office or the lab and would have it on and, you know, for the entire day, but it's not quite as easy to watch the games as it, as it was before. Because they're all of them are cable now. So you can only watch they're the cable, CB. You can, only, you can only watch the one. They don't like rotate through them as, as rapidly or. Yeah. If you have a, yeah. Cause they, cause they have one for each channel now. Therefore. Yeah. Uh, so if you have, I guess if you have Paramount plus like I do another Paramount plus plug, I guess you can watch any of, games at, at once on your but then, I mean I would still have to use my you know my my computer with my other you know monitor I wouldn't use a TV anymore I guess is the main yeah you wouldn't bring in a, a TV with, yeah. with a with a Roku or a something <laughs> fire stick yep yep I don't want to do that yeah 
but uh, since we're even though we're not doing the Roku or Fire Stick or bringing TVs, yeah, uh, around with us carrying them around like a a, a boombox, we are uh, we we each have so far created two brackets uh, that yeah. we will uh, kind of roll off against each other. But to to refrain from boring our viewers to death by endlessly discussing Going each through. one of our bracket picks, we yeah. have uh select we, we we had two brackets i think we had somewhat similar ways of making these two brackets at least compared to each other um and we have final four t- teams picked from these brackets um and one of the ways we picked was a kind of more straightforward teams we think have a good shot at winning we're going to pick uh to advance uh and then we have a kind of um bleeding heart kind of homer bracket you know where we think oh the teams that we like uh or are local to us are going to do well if not win the whole thing and um so we'll compare those results to each other i think we should also have a bracket where we just have the, the chalk bracket as the control group yep uh, and, and or the, or the how, all upset bracket the all the all upset so 16 seeds go yeah. on <laughs> I think that's that's too ridiculous to me. I think no. uh, it would be yeah. worth zero point. That's that's the control on the other side, though. Control, right? If you want the control on the other end, we can do the control. It should be other. worth zero points, but I don't think we really need to make it because it's going to be zero mm-hmm. points, right? Well, like the twelve, <laughs> like the twelve. Like well, it won't be. You won't get a. You won't get any big points unless you won't get any final four. I said some of those first round teams, you might get as many as because sometimes the ten, the ten sevens and the nine eights they can go either way. Yeah, six and eleven usually can really go either way. Um, so five twelve, of course, is notorious as an upset, uh, thing. So like, you know, it's, it, you know, usually there's going to be at least one 13 seed that wins, uh, maybe even one of the 14 or higher seeds mm-hmm. or, or lower. I don't even want to call them higher seeds or lower seeds, uh, 14, 15 or 16. Higher number seeds. seed. Higher number of lower in rank. Yes. Uh, so we're, we're doing it ordinally or cardinally. <laughs> Exactly. I tend to think of one as the high seed and, and sixteen as the low seed in, yes. in my, my world. Um, I think as long as long as you define what you mean by it, then you if you continue using it, you should always follow that. Yeah. The same meaning, right? Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll uh, unless unless stated otherwise, we will go ordinarily uh, for high or low here on the morning power hour. So um, we want to announce our final four. Picks and we also did. We're incorporating our old betting uh, strategies into them. We looked at on FanDuel what their odds were to win their region, which means go to the final four. Um, so, do we want to? And let's let me. We'll announce our upset brackets first, and then our uh, our upset brackets that we the think Homer bracket, right? The Homer bracket, yeah, the Homer bracket. I guess we can call it, yeah. yeah. The, uh, uh, and then we can call. It, then we can do our our supposedly better brackets. I think it'd be also interesting if our Homer bracket is better. Than our supposedly impartial bracket. Yeah. So I mean, you um, could you could also fill in brackets in a lot, of, a lot of different methods, I think, too. But we could do like a coin flip bracket. We just like actually flip a coin for each game, and like say, be good. Um, yeah. You know, you just define whichever one's on you know top or bottom is like the heads or tails, whichever one you want to do it. Just follow through. Yeah. That or we could. Yeah. Or I think we could do something says. like a hybrid of coin flip versus like maybe we would say we only flip coins if it's a, a 12 
uh, we, we say that one, two, three, four is going to win. But once we get to five, 12, we flip coins. Okay. And then that would be like a, um, I think that could actually be a pretty good bracket. So you, you do that one. Okay. I'll, I'll okay. So 13 through, I'm going to have every 13 through 16 lose in the first round. Yeah. Five, so you're doing a, a hybrid coin above. flip. In. Hybrid coin flip. You can do total coin flip. I'll do regular coin flip. And then we can, we can, we can see what's, we can kind of announce who's the leader as we go on. Which I think, I think the idea is we, we'll set up a bunch of different brackets. We'll see which methodology is most successful this season. Okay. I think one of us should do a bracket filled out based on which mascots would win in a fight. <laughs> but I think that would be that would be entertaining. But then, because you know, it's more about like who, what you think would happen in in a fight between those two mascots. And then you might end up with like Wildcat versus Wildcat. Do we have right. a, a winner? I guess yes. you'd have to look at me. Would you would would you do this by looking at the person dressed up as the Wildcat? Would it the be actual a, like mascot that they use? Yeah. So I would think I would think you might not think this, but I would think that K State's Willie the Wildcat could probably beat up the other wildcats because simply he only has a head and he can use his human body to yeah. wrestle more easily than a person in a suit. Yeah. Because <laughs> he tends to also be a little more muscular, I think, than most of the of the yeah. wild other wildcat mascots because they're usually um like probably smaller people that are that can fit in a suit uh, and can do more acrobatic kind of tricks. Than Willie because if Willie did like a flip or something, his head would fall off because he has to like you know stay upright. Yeah, uh, things like that. I right. don't know. I, that's my guess. Um, <laughs> but but maybe we should announce our our our. Let's do our our upset. Are we not our upset? Our um Homer bracket Homer final, final four. I think yours might be more Homery than mine because I was not as optimistic about my home teams as you. You still had your your Homer team. In the final four, though, I right? did, I did, yes. But you did, you weren't gutsy enough to make your homer win it, though. Your home team, I was not, I was not win. I I also had a home team, maybe in Penn State. I thought it would do okay, but I I couldn't see them going to the final four. You know, my wildest dreams. Deep in the tournament, well, they, yeah, I I couldn't see them going that far. I had to actually, I had to lose they would it. have to meet in the finals. That would yeah. have, yeah. they would have had to meet in the final four if I had Penn State versus Arkansas. Yeah, and I actually had Penn State losing to your home team of uh iowa state in the wow. v16 so i i was not very that's not very homery of you no i don't feel that much connection to penn state i've never i haven't been to a basketball game uh here it's, it's more of a, you're you're like applying some kind of logic to being a homer though which is i am i am i don't want to get my hopes up too high and it, it which is in itself a, like a pessimistic version of yes yeah. Whatever I do is it's 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 acceptable. Um so my um, uh, my my homer bracket my my team did win, so okay. So who are your final four? I don't think or, it's likely, but or we can go by we can go by uh region or you want you want us to go with your final four or do you want to just you want to, you can start with a region, I guess. Um I either way. Or how do you all court. All court spot. Regional I have to look to see which regions are which. Oh, okay, let's not do that. Let's just do final four then. Um, yeah, uh, my my Homer bracket final four is Baylor, Duke, Iowa State, and St. Mary's. Ooh, St. Mary's. What were what were their odds on on each of those? 
Uh, Baylor is plus 600. Duke plus 650. Iowa State plus 1500. St. Mary's plus 1000. Okay. So we, we'll also do this as part of our betting uh, competition. We'll each have eight bets. Um, one for our, our supposedly good bracket, one for our homer bracket, and we'll see which one of us wins more money or which one of us probably likely loses less oh. money. Um, <laughs> or or since, tie at $0 remaining. Yeah, that's what we hope. So, okay, so you had those four. Um, I have Arkansas as my, my uh, biggest upset win. You didn't pick Iowa State to go to the final four? You did. What was oh, Iowa yeah. State's? Plus 1,500. Plus 1,500, okay. Worst odds of the... Worst odds. Uh, my worst odds were, were Arkansas. Um, they were plus 2,000. Then I did kind of a chalky pick, that, but uh, thinking of them as a potential home team, thinking of them as joining the Big 12 next year, uh, and that is Houston at plus 135 to win their bracket. Uh, Houston also coached by Kelvin Sampson, the uh, former Oklahoma uh, head coach as well. Um, then I had... Uh, the he, had other... he had an interesting... Um record at uh when he was in the when he was a big 12 coach before was that i believe this was told to me i did not reference it though i believe he, gra- he never graduated a player yeah he's not a, he is, uh, in his entire yeah career right at uh, i don't yeah i don't think he's a uh professor type <laughs> or sorry 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 for that interruption good <laughs> that's okay he was a pretty good coach at oklahoma if you, if you just include his wins. He did not do so well at Indiana. I think he had some sort of scandal, and then he was out of college coaching for several years. Do you remember what the Kelvin Sampson scandal? I don't. I can look it up though if you want to. Okay, you look it up, Paul. And you going uh, through your your picks. So I have so Arkansas plus two thousand, Houston plus one thirty five. I have Arizona uh, plus three eighty. A little bit of a nostalgia. I want. I like seeing Arizona uh, do well out of the uh, uh, in the in the tournament. And then I also had them playing against fellow Wildcat Final Four uh, team, Kansas State. So K-State at plus 1,200, Arizona plus 380, uh, Houston plus 135. What's K-State? K-State is plus 1,200. It's 1,200. Oh. Which is pretty high for a third seed, I think so. Probably put that down right. I can... Uh, Not that's what they wrote. Uh, February twenty second, two thousand eight. Yeah. Samson was forced to resign due to allegations of serious NCAA violations, which included sending text messages to recruits, which was something that was against the rules during his time there. Oh, just the recruiting violations? So that's not really a big scandal. He wasn't Larry. And, and he received a five year penalty. Apparently, oh, five year penalty. No cause penalty. Well, I'm sure that's what you think uh, uh, Coach Bill Self uh, should uh, receive. I think perhaps you you dislike Can- University of Kansas basketball more than uh, any other team. Anyway, Even perhaps more than the Denver Broncos. Most undeserving of the number one seeds by far. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Self perhaps had a heart attack. We don't know what happened. Uh, they said it was not they a did, They did announce a little more, I guess, recently. Yeah. They said he had... Um, was having uh, chest pains and difficulty with balance. And so they admitted him and they did insert a couple of stints, I guess, but because he technically did not have a heart attack, but he was having 
symptoms that were of yeah, the heart events or something like they like like this you, so it was um, more about, it was more of a semantics yes as a euphemism he technically yeah. have a heart attack he had a cardiovascular event <laughs> yeah, cardiovascular so it wasn't just heart it was the whole <laughs> system yes uh, okay so those are our 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 uh, homer picks now let's look at our supposedly good bracket yeah, K-State was plus 1,200, which was surprising. They are the, yeah. um, I think this one, two, three, four, five, sixth most likely team uh, to uh, to uh, win that um, bracket according to the odds makers. Kentucky is lower, I mean, lower, lower seed. Duke is a lower seed. Tennessee is a lower seed, but they're all ahead of K-State. Purdue and Marquette are number one. Mm. Um, speaking of Purdue, in my uh, supposedly good bracket, I have Purdue winning uh, their region. They are plus 300. I double dipped with Houston in both brackets. Ooh. Uh, they are plus 135. So if I win Houston once, I will I will get it twice. Um, yep. Or if I lose it, I guess I, I will lose it twice. I can't I can't split that one. Nope. Um, I also have Baylor at plus six hundred, and then Gonzaga in at, at plus four hundred. I don't usually like Gonzaga, um, but I decided also to go against my kind of type here and see if I could do that. I I um, I like Baylor, but I, I think Baylor's kind of having a down year compared to like a few years ago. But I still think they have a, a good tournament kind of team. I thought at least one Big Twelve team would make it. And kind of by process elimination that ended up being Baylor. Uh, yeah. Because I guess you can say Houston's future Big 12. But I thought, I you know, I, I thought Kansas might have a shot, but I don't think with Bill Self's coaching and maybe just their play over the last several weeks. And I, I, I wish, I hope K-State does. I just don't think they probably have the uh, team for it. Texas, I don't think will be. Uh, Houston, even though I think they're pretty good. And so I think that leaves Baylor, even though Iowa State has Baylor's number on the season. 3 0. Did you pick Iowa State in the Final Four both times? I did not. My realistic bracket was very chalky. Three, three ones and a two, Mike. That's unlikely, but. I had two ones, two threes, no Ooh. twos. Interesting. So if we a, add them up, if we add them up, yours you have a total of five. Yes. I have uh, a total of eight. So pretty low, pretty low uh, yeah. numbers, pretty high average uh, by seeding ordinal. Yes. Low cardinally, high ordinal. <laughs> yes. Let's see, let's hear your let's hear your, let's hear your teams. So my my chalky bracket then is uh Alabama plus one hundred and fifty, Purdue plus three hundred. I did pick Texas at least hmm. plus three hundred and fifty, and in similar fashion, picking a team that you don't really like, but expect to go deep into the tournament. I did pick Kansas plus three hundred and thirty. Ooh, you picked Kansas in the final four. Interesting. That's a surprise. 
But then I had them, you know, losing to Texas again. So <laughs> Texas beat them twice. Well, did, you, did you have Texas winning the whole thing? In the in the, my um, serious bracket, I, I do have Texas winning it. Yes. Who do you have winning it? I think I have Gonzaga actually winning it. Because, really? Yeah. They're playing Baylor again in the final for me. Yeah. And I I thought oh, maybe they'll get revenge on Baylor from a few, couple years ago. So I have Texas over Alabama in the final in that in that one, and I have I was Baylor in the uh the Homer bracket. See, I have Houston over Arizona in the what ended up really not being a Homer bracket for me, but it was Homer up to a point. And <laughs> by then, it's like, eh, what's the best team that's left? And... Well, it's a um like David Lynch film where a thing happens, and then the second half of the film is. Nothing to do with the first half. Is that? I suppose. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that how you describe it? Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to. Co- yeah. I, I wanted to. It's a little weird because I actually. I don't know. I think Houston over Arizona, I think is more likely final game matchup than Gonzaga over Baylor. But I kind of split the difference in these. So, yeah. The final four, I went more ups. I went upsets in the final four in my supposedly better bracket. And I went chalk in the final four and when my not as good bracket. So it's, it's a, like it's kind of just like you throw a big, you know, wrench into the beginning of the bracket and then clean it up at the end, I guess, is what Yeah. And then we'll have to do our our, our crazy other brackets, the yeah, the, the coin flip one, the hybrid coin flip, the chalk bracket. The mascot bracket. We can we can talk about these off the air uh, over yeah. uh, over the next couple of days before uh, Thursday's games, and then we can report back to our many, many, many viewers or listeners, uh, which however they prefer uh, to access our award winning uh, podcast. But we will not let them join. Our no, this is, it's, it's, this is the most exclusive. Group that you can have, and and we're we're, make, we're calling it a group because there are at least two people. So I know you. I I don't know if you have been, but I've been on the ESPN uh, in a one person group before, just so I could uh, monitor my bracket without having to talk to anybody or or, or see anybody else's. Uh, but this year, I think the last several seasons, I've been a one person group actually. Yeah, um, you don't you don't join like one of the show random or something. I haven't. I, yeah. I I I used to. I there were like um like uh quiz bowl or uh learned like groups maybe that I was in uh like before, but I haven't for a while. And I haven't invited anybody to a group uh for a while. <laughs> I used you do yeah, like I a used, lot of I used to at Yale I I, I went I did uh friends that were in it and, and we did I think in, in high school we had like the a pool that we ran may may or may not have run i statute of limitations is probably over but uh because they were technically illegal right <laughs> i think it was like a dollar entry fee though so <laughs> i think uh whatever crime it would be would be so low that it would not matter and we were minors at the time so i think there was i think yeah. uh, most of the time maybe not in our senior year many of us would have turned 18 by then but uh Still, still minors when it comes to gambling age because you have to be twenty one to gamble, right? Still, <laughs> or is it sports gambling is still not legal in Missouri? So, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, um, but 
even though it might not be technically legal in Missouri, we will still um, have our fake gambling, which has never uh, really been illegal. I don't think any, I don't think I don't think imitation gambling has ever yeah been illegal. But we'll see how much we win and whether our uh, methods prove sound or whether one of the kind of alternative uh, methods uh, proves to be the best one uh, this year. And I think uh, on that note, we should probably wrap things up. It's like so. getting to be absurdly late at this point. Absurdly late. Yeah, it's about it's 2 a.m. Eastern time. I had I had uh, I, I couldn't uh, start until uh, very late tonight. And uh, Dr. Scaff uh, cordially uh, stayed up with me. And I guess it doesn't quite seem as late because we had the like savings time start yeah. so really it's only one it's really yeah. you know, it's only midnight you're midnight in kansas city it's only 1 a.m here in well, yeah. pennsylvania right. uh, according to standard time but um we we still need to uh, wrap things up and when you're listening to it I, I i wonder if our listeners or viewers what times they usually watch this you know do you think most of them are staying up really late because they're in insomniac uh, you know, and want to fall asleep to something that's really, really boring. They want to listen to our dulcet tones uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, soothe them to sleep, or they listen to this during the uh, workday too, or in the car to uh, just uh, you know, avoid uh, talking to any, anyone else. So it's, it's a, I don't know, I, I wonder. Uh, I know how I listen to us. That's usually in the car, uh, but <laughs> I like to listen to our our, our, our podcasts. See how they see how they uh, see how they sound. How 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 uh, big of an idiot I sound. <laughs> you wait, yeah. Do you wait till after the sporting events that we're talking about that are in the future when we talk about them to see how sometimes, we yeah. sometimes yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. that didn't age well from three yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it hasn't been quite as bad as I thought. So, yeah. um, but we'll see what happens with Mark Madness. I think I think I I have paid less attention to college basketball this year than I have. It seems like each year, the last several years, I've paid less and less attention to college basketball. So it hasn't really hurt my brackets that much. I don't yeah. think uh, I can. I yeah. It, there's you a, haven't paid so little attention to it that you didn't fill out a bracket. I, I I'm sure I missed. Or, or got was late like once or twice. Really? Yeah, I think. Like, oh, it's Thursday already. I was gonna start, but like, oh, it's you know, I think, yeah. Man, it's pathetic, really. <laughs> On that note, yeah, should 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 uh, call, uh, call it quits. Uh, but I hope you guys don't call it quits and uh, uh, this week because you're hopefully you're you're. Uh, your basketball team uh, wins and advances to the Sweet 16 uh, by the time of our, our next broadcast. And I'm sure we'll have even more interesting analysis and review and predictions uh, for you then. So uh, until next week, I am Dr. Michael Warman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Trek Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our uh, podcast or YouTube channel. Uh, we have many delivery uh, options available, both AV and A. And 
bid you good day.